Um, yeah, this is the Fresno Nightcrawler. I've been listening to your guys' show for quite some time. And I gotta say, me and my two friends feel horribly misrepresented by your podcast. Let's start with the obvious one. Saying that the Fresno Nightcrawler is fake is just ridiculous. We are totally not fake. So I just wanted to throw that out there, that we hate your show. This show sucks. Anyway, keep up with whatever it is that this show does, besides being wrong, because the Fresno Nightcrawler is real. We exist and we matter. Um, bye. I think our first first five episodes need to be a range of different topics. I think that this is the perfect time with our first five episodes to come out and sit and f- do sort of like a flex, like, uh, like, hey, you know, we're not just married to just cryptids. We're not married to ghosts. We're not married to anything. We can do all this shit. And then I designed an infinity ring on paint, Microsoft Paint, just kind of figured out how to do that and then nice. I printed it out and then I used the tracing paper I got the um, you know, both of them combined and then transferred that onto a page and then pretty much as we were building off of it saying like okay we're doing um, now I've got both of them on a piece of paper right so now I'm going to make a bunch of copies of it yep. and we're going to work with say the color scheme you know I think if we're I think we're both good with the intro cool. that 15 second little right in the beginning I mean that's fine but that outro was just like I wish I was listening to it on my beats yeah. because I wanted to hear that bass like it was like do, yeah. do, 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 do. you know I loved it alright well yeah, I think thank you for joining us on the Infinite Rabbit Hole we'll see you next week <laughs>
So for uh, celebrating the 100th episode, I went back to the roots and I wore my the original logo for the Infinite Rabbit Hole. If anybody is looking and watching on the Paranormal Network, this is was the, our original logo. You can see the uh, new logo behind Jacob. Speaking of Jacob, let's just go ahead and bring you in. What's up, dude? How you doing? I'm doing well. Um, ready for the hundredth episode? This is freaking nuts. nuts? <laughs> this is crazy. Nuts? Yeah, for real. Um, the people that are watching right now on YouTube can see that I'm wearing a shill hat. This is um to kind of slap back at our worst review we've ever had as the Infinite Rabbit Hole. So take that digital. I hope you're watching, and I hope. This adds uh, fodder to your reviews. Also, there's been, for people that aren't on our Facebook, there's been a huge line of merch that's come out recently. have been cranking out a bunch of t-shirts and stuff, like this fan-approved, Bigfoot-approved t-shirt with massive nipples. <laughs> yeah, this, yes. was, uh, this was Kenzar's husband's idea, and I, we kind of have this, this kind of have this. Shout out to Karen. Yeah. <laughs> We kind of have this deal that, you know, if you hit us up on our Facebook and say, we want, I want this type of t-shirt, uh, nothing crazy vulgar unless it's massive pepperoni nipples, but, um, I'll make it for you or I'll do my very best. And, uh, even if it sells one t-shirt, I'll, I'll do it for you. And then also we have shoes that came in. Yeah. I'm wearing them right now. And they're actually pretty dang comfortable they're pretty similar to the vans that i usually wear so yeah these have come in and uh a lot of a lot of new stuff but yeah you can find your your shill hat and your bigfoot approved nipple tea and non-nipple tea uh, and all various stuff on our website infiniterabbithole.com link in the uh the irh merch shop yeah, we have the G and PG rated version of that T-shirt. <laughs> this is, maybe isn't a wear to the grocery store type shirt. Maybe it is. I don't know. It depends on you, I suppose. <laughs> and, your, and your grocery store. <laughs> so, go ahead and uh, uh, bring in the next host, Kenzar. How you doing? Fantastic. After that, that was a great laugh. <laughs> that was that was a fantastic laugh. That was hilarious. Kieran will appreciate that. Oh, he's going to he's going to hate me, but it's the world's going to know so now. It's it's worth it. Every last bit of it was worth it. He's just going to have to live with it. It's <laughs> it's funny because I've had to explain the background of that shirt probably more than anything in the history of the Infinite Rabbit Hole. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yep, that's that's my husband. <laughs> All right. And for the episode for the day, like I said, we're going to debate the famous space is fake topic that I know everybody has been waiting for. This has been talked about since the dawn of Jeffrey in the infinite rabbit hole. Uh, and speaking of in the red corner, weighing <laughs> it in at a whopping 105 pounds with a beard <laughs> and 96 pounds without. Jeffrey Space's fake Fernandez. Everybody, ding, ding, ding. That's got a nice ring to it. Jeffrey Space's fake Fernandez. I like that. I'm gonna like that. I'm gonna change my license to say that Do in it. all my legal binding documentation to Jeffrey Space's fake Fernandez. Dude, you should get a legal name change and change your middle name to Space's fake. 
I should. <laughs> I might actually do that. I was thinking about running for mayor of my town, so I got to change my do name it. first and then run for mayor. Uh, I'm sure I'll get elected do then. It. I was talking to Whitney about this earlier, and I was like, man, I wish I had that like UFC announcer voice, like a really deep commanding voice. And she's like, oh, you could put Echo on it in the in the edit, right? And I was just like, you know same thing you know in this so- in this corner we have this person in this corner we have that person and be like jeffrey science denier fernandez ripping on him you know oh, watch him get all flustered <clears throat> yes do it Anyways. i mean well listen here's the thing right oh we'll get into it go ahead just carry on yeah well, we gotta we gotta talk about who you're sparring with tonight that's, that's right fine. and in the green oh. corner weighing in I have no fucking clue. Coming in from somewhere in Maryland, probably around Baltimore, because that's all that exists there. Our old co-host, Wes, believes in space, King. (laughs) (laughs) Wes, welcome back to the Infinite Rabbit Hole, man. Thank you. Thank you. And just for the record, I weigh vet status. All right. Yes. Me too. More now. than I did in the military. <laughs> Me too. I am. This is my first recording as a veteran. As you can tell by my hair, I have no longer a uh, service haircut. And also, uh, this is the last recording that I'll be doing in the first Infinite Rabbit Hole studio. Uh, so, uh, actually, kind of, I got I got some some uh, trivia for you guys. One that I'm just going to give to you guys as the answer is that there was actually only 99 episodes recorded in here. Actually, 98. There's only 98 recording, recordings in here uh, because we're actually recording episode 100 before 99. Um, don't know why, but that's just how it turned out. And here is the trivia question. Let's see if any of the hosts can get it. If they don't, if none of the hosts get it right now, the first person to make a post on the Infinite Rabbit Hole Facebook group telling me what the only episode of the Infinite Rabbit Hole I was not in. We'll get a thousand dollars. I will buy you a, a I will buy you an Infinite Rabbit Hole t shirt. A nipple tea, yeah. Come on. It has to be the nipple tea. Post? Can you can you answer it? The only uh, one you weren't in, not including one that hasn't been recorded yet. Yeah, including I've only been in this. By the time the hundredth episode comes out, people will have been able to hear my voice on ninety nine was... episodes of the Infinite Rabbit Hole. Oh, was that even? If no, it might not have. Never mind. Wait, but I'm saying like because there's one coming up that you're not going to be involved in, or a few. Do right. those count? Nope. Oh, okay. I, I see. Nope. Um, because I don't really know what the order Enzar, the you can't cheat. is. Enzar, you can't cheat. Put your phone down. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I'm stumped. All right. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not going to put it out there. Wow. <laughs> uh, I'll let you guys know after the recording. <laughs> but there is an episode of the Infinite Rabbit Hole that I was not part of, and I believe it's still active too. You hear that, travelers? A thousand dollars in an Instagram. Yeah, that's not what t-shirt. I said. That's not what I said. I said t-shirt. I said I got you guys a t-shirt of your choice. Uh, of your choice. Of your choice. One thousand dollars cash out of Jeremy's <laughs> personal savings account. 
Uh, <laughs> I think I have an idea, but he's gonna I don't sign know. every single bill. I'm second guessing myself now. Well, don't answer it because that that leaves it open for. Yeah, I want everyone. I want the fans to have more fun. You can uh, you can text me though, and I'll I'll tell you yes or no. He's upping the amount to ten thousand dollars. It's not true. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> not true. But the first traveler to get it right on the Infinite Rabbit Hole Facebook page will get a free T-shirt. I got you. You just uh, gonna win. I was just gonna say that. Damn yeah. it! Why do we always have the same thought at the same time, Jake? Because we're the same. Are we twin flames? Samesies. So synchronicities, twin, twin shills. Twin shills. I am not a shill, sir. <laughs> one was. It's it's like a a sitcom. One was born a shill and one's not. They, exactly. But yet they think the same. Yin They're and like, Yang. Separated. <laughs> birth. One can grow a beard. One can't. One has hair on his head. The other does not. <laughs> so is is the opposite of a shill conspiracy theorist? Yes. Uh. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well. Perfect. I, it I is now. That. I go with that. Fitting. There you go. All right, all right. So, Wes, what have you been up to, man? What are you What are you doing with your life now, man? Man, I'm just I'm just living, man, living the good the good uh, vet life, you know, uh, yeah. partaking in all of life's uh, great things there is to enjoy, you know. Uh, Do you miss us? Just, of course, absolutely. Don't lie to us. I always had a good time with you guys. He's lying. I'm not lying. <laughs> no, no. I know in the past that things would sometimes get, you know, pretty tense between Jake and I, you know, because we had very two opposing views, but I always enjoyed that, you know. Uh, I so, any of that. <laughs> all I remember is He's in denial. Scream at me. You're like, shut up, Jake, in your stupid face. And I'm just like, man, all this abuse. <laughs> <laughs> never, never. But we, we pulled all those episodes so no one can verify that I'm telling the truth. But I am. <laughs> Believe me, it's true. Believe me, yes. I'm a doctor, as far as you know. Don't mind the show hat he's wearing. <laughs> That's right. All right. So you guys ready to jump into round one? Sure. Hell yes. All right. <clears throat> Just a reminder for anybody listening to this episode: this is a very loose format. Okay. This is episode 100. We're, we didn't do much for this. Okay, We weren't ready. We're half-assed here in the Infinite <laughs> Rabbit Hole. <laughs> but I would like to start off with Jeffrey. Jeffrey, what is your number one argument? Give me, give me something that you can debate with Sir Wesley here about space being fake. When did you first come into the thought that space might be fake. Sure, Jeremy. Thank you. <laughs> um, so let me first, let me just explain what I mean when I say space is fake, because as we all know, and probably half the people that listen to the show, I do speak very hyperbolically. And when I say space is fake, that doesn't necessarily mean that I don't think that there is something up there, right? There is some, I use the word realm just to separate it from the term space, right? So we don't get confused. I do believe there is a realm in the sky, but I don't believe like, like space. <laughs> he's already changing his answer. <laughs> and he's on board. The debate's <laughs> over. What I'm saying is, no, no, no. What I'm saying is short. That what we are told about space, I believe, is probably 90%, if not more, lies. I don't think that we, you and me as regular schmoes and a shill 
I don't think that we know <laughs> anything about what that realm really is based on the information that's handed to us. I think that the information is fake and we are lied to. So that's what I mean when I say space is fake. So to answer your question, I don't know when I decided to believe space was fake. It's been a long time, but I would say one of the most damning things for me was finding out that all the pictures given to us from NASA of planets and nebulas and far off distant galaxies and stars and all the other things aren't actually pictures. They are artist renditions of data. So they're cartoons. They're paint by numbers. Paint by numbers, dude. That's a now, good way. I like in my life when you told me that. I do want to step in here. Okay. Cause I don't, don't know. Hold on, Wes. Hold that. on. I got you. I, I just <laughs> want to step in here and say that this was very hard to believe. Right. Until you go on YouTube and you look up videos of NASA scientists, like actual astronomers or whoever the fuck they, they want to call themselves. <laughs> actual shows. Shills from NASA <laughs> literally telling you how they produce the pictures and how they are not literally taken from a camera like we know of here on planet Earth. Okay. So it is it is true. What what Jeff is saying is not a hundred percent false. With that, let's go to Wes. Okay. So you're I'll I'll admit you are partially correct. But you're not completely correct with that. Pictures of the Earth are are CGI, and you can say fake. Uh, you know, they're they are artist composites of you know what data NASA has gathered and whatnot. Because I mean, for us to send something out, you know, to an orbit that far out just to take a picture would be ridiculous, right? It'd be a waste of tax dollars and whatnot. Uh, <clears throat> but pictures of nebulas. Uh, you know, the recent picture of the supermassive black hole, uh, you know, and everything else, those those are real, 100%. Those those are absolutely real. I mean, you can go on, uh, I forget what site it's on, but you can download the full, full-res versions of those pictures and whatnot. And some of them are, like, literally multiple gigs just for one picture. Like, it's, like, legitimate, legitimate photos. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean... <clears throat> I'm glad, and I'm also glad that you, you know, set the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, what you, you, I guess the, the standards of what you, you know, are determining or saying, uh, space is fake. Uh, you know, you're not saying that there's nothing out there. It's more of what they tell us is out there. Isn't what's actually out there. Um, cause I, I literally, Preparing for this episode, I was looking, trying to look up any and all theories or anything info I could find on the internet about space is fake, and there, to be honest, there was not a whole lot. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> it's like <laughs> grasping at straws on the internet, and that's you know that's a rare thing nowadays because uh, there's there's something there's a little bit of everything on the internet, but uh, yeah, but uh, so let's go back to the pictures and. How are you 100% certain that these photos of, let's say, the massive, supermassive black hole, nebulas, all the stuff that's coming in from the new uh, thing out there? What is it? The 
the J- the James Webb, right? Is that what it is? James Webb. That's, that's, uh, a, that's a new one. Um, all the pictures coming in from there that they're not literally done the exact same way as they've done throughout history with NASA. Because I, I'm telling you, man, I originally thought Jeff was just bullshitting until you hear the words come out of the horse's mouth. Jake threw and away his is, mouse pad. He yeah. did. <laughs> That's the reason why we pad. have new infinite rabbit hole mouse pads, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I had to throw away my gaming mouse pad because it had a big old giant nebula on it. And I was like, this is garbage. This is a lie. And I put it in a dumpster, set the dumpster on fire, threw it out in the ocean. It was wild. Wild time in my life. I did the I did the uh, Ace Ventura. I set all my clothes on fire in a trash can, and I was like in the in the shower. No, you know all that. It was great. <laughs> no, that is a good question, though. Uh, how do we know that the pictures are actually pictures of what they're telling us? Right. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. let's be honest, um, Wes. We'll just mm-hmm. we'll just uh, talk about uh, what you do, kind of on the side. You make some pretty intense photographs. Um, some art artistry that you do is amazing. And let's say that you were to do a black hole. Would it be able to be passed off to the masses? If NASA were to put it out and say, this is something that was, that came from the James Webb. No. Well, so, I mean, at, at this point, this recent picture of the supermassive black hole is the only picture that we've ever had uh, been able to take of a black hole. I mean, because as most people know, it's common knowledge that black holes absorb, basically absorb all light black. around them. You know, you know, yeah, uh, i.e. black hole. <laughs> so it's a bunch of nothingness, right? But, uh, you know, the, the, the image was compiled from, you know, I don't know how much data it was a literal, you know, fuck ton of data. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't, I don't know the, the amount off the top of my head, but you know, uh, they had been working on this for, for, I don't know how long, but it, it was years and years. And um, I mean, if, if we were to make a CGI version of the black hole, I'm sure that it would look better than what they actually released. You know, it was just like a very low res, uh, you could almost say pixelated, um, like orange ring, you know, a blurry orange donut, you know, if you will. <laughs> uh, you know, if if someone didn't tell you what you were looking at, the average person would probably be like, what the hell is that? You know, um, and for them to release that and say, hey, this is the first picture we've ever taken of a black hole. You know, I, I imagine if, if it was fake, they would have gone to greater lengths to make it more obvious what it is you know um as for what i can make you know to like create like a fake black hole or whatever and try to pass it as something from nasa um the closest anyone's ever gotten to that is uh the black hole from uh from uh, interstellar uh, gargantua um and that black hole in that movie was based off of real math and re- like real knowledge of what we know of black holes, um, the way it bends light and whatnot. Like no one up to that point had ever used what we know so far or what we think we know, at least, you know, uh, to create a visual represent representation of what a black hole would look like. And once they start doing the math, 
they realized that you know the whole you know uh accretion disc how it like folds up it looks like it's like uh folds at a 90 degree angle you know when you're looking at it uh you know like all that that came from that and that was like they kind of made like had like an epiphany when they were putting that all together it's like holy hell like this is what it would look like you know we've never really gone this far with all of it um i forget the name of uh the guy that they um had uh help help them with that but he's he's regarded as like the go-to guy for anything related to that in physics and stuff like that so you know if it was if it was nasa saying oh that's what it would look like you know maybe i would be a little bit more hesitant but you know this is an independent scientist who came came and worked on this and you know all his years of experience came together to you know put that together all his years as a shill. I mean, possibly. I mean, maybe he wanted his 15 minutes of fame. That's why he was uh, consulting for Interstellar. I don't know. Maybe. But uh, I don't know. You know, you see something like that. Like, I can make something similar to that, I'm sure. Uh, but, you know, it, it would just, it would look too good. You know, and to me, that's 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 one thing that makes what helps me determine if something's fake or not. You know, you, you watch a, a movie that has, like, a lot of CGI and stuff like that. The average person can tell, okay, that isn't real. Something, you know, they have this instinct, this basic instinct that's like something's off with that, you know? I'm sure all y'all can, you know, uh, relate to that feeling. And it's known as the uncanny valley. We, you know, it, it may not even be something that we specifically have knowledge on, but, you know, our lizard brain basically is just like, that ain't right. You know, something's off with it. And, uh, if if they pa- try to pass that off, I don't know. Maybe maybe our lizard brain would be like, "That's that's fake." But uh, yeah, well, some kind of rambling at this point. That. But some people yeah. do say that. Some people oh, do Jeff say does. that. Jeff says. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> well, so well, let me just bring up two points. <clears throat> One, I think. Well, there's actually a lot of points I could bring up, but I'll try to keep it short. <laughs> number one, no, no need, no need. Come on, all of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Number one, number <laughs> one, um, and you even said this yourself. Now, maybe you didn't mean the way that I'm thinking, but you know, they compiled a huge amount of data to create the images, right? So that's the whole, the whole thing. It's not a picture taken the way that you and I would think a picture is taken. It is literally them collecting data right? Ones and zeros, let's just say, in every spectrum of light that they can. And then mapping that out. And then like Jeremy says, color by numbers. So what we see on NASA's website from all, from whatever it is, it's not a picture. It's an image created through data. So that's like one of my big questions is why can't we just get a picture? And more importantly, why can't we get a picture of the earth from space? We have tens of thousands of satellites orbiting the earth. Now I get that they're actually not in space. They're in the thermosphere, which is another thing I'll bring up and we'll talk about later. So you can't necessarily turn one of these satellites around and get a full shot of the earth because of the proximity. I get all that, but apparently we've sent things as far out as beyond the solar system, right? into interstellar space 
And the only picture that we've gotten from that of the earth is a tiny little speck of light. So, I mean, they could shut down all of the people who think the space is fake or that the earth is flat or how, whatever they want. If they literally just turned the Hubble around or turned one of the satellites that are orbiting Mars or the moon or whatever around and just gave us a very clear shot of the earth that we could verify with, you know, cloud patterns, time and that kind of thing, but they've never done it. Well, would you agree that, uh, you know, astronauts on spacewalks, you know, in orbit on like the ISS or space shuttle back when that was still flying, they, they have taken pictures of the earth. It doesn't, you know, have the whole globe in, in frame, you know, but it does have enough of it to show, you know, that it's there and it's around. You know, I mean, <laughs> would, you count, would you count, would you count that as like a real photo? No. And here's why, because number one, <clears throat> they're always using wide angle lenses. So of course it looks round, but if you look at how high the international space station is and you look at the images of the earth coming from the international space station and you look at the curvature, right? Now people have done oh. this. I haven't done it personally, but I've seen people who have done this. And they map You've out never been in space, Jeff. No, I've never been, right. but um, they'll map out that curve that you see in that, in those pictures, even in the live streams, right? They'll map that curve out and they'll show you like, if this was the actual curvature that they were seeing from the international space station, the earth would mm -hmm. be like this big, you know what I mean? Like it's super tiny because of how much curve you see from the altitude that they're at. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, but I do have a counterpoint to that. Uh, when you use a wide angle lens, the curvature is the opposite way. Like it curves in a concave manner, not in a convex manner. So how would you explain that? It depends on the angle. So I've actually seen um, where they've done, <clears throat> they've done um, high altitude balloon footage, right? Mm -hmm. To prove that the earth is round. And, you know, these balloons, when they go up, they're not perfectly stable, right? They're doing all kinds of moving around. Mm -hmm. And you yeah. can see this nice, beautiful curvature, but as that camera starts to move and the horizon shifts, you start to see that convex and concave horizon. You can actually see this perfect little globe bend the other way, depending on which way the camera's moving. So I've seen both. And I wouldn't put it past NASA, who is incredibly advanced with technology, to have developed some sort of camera lens that's different than like a fisheye lens or just a normal wide angle lens that you and I would buy from Best Buy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, if, if it's possible for NASA to do it, do you think it's also reasonable to assume that it's possible for others to fake the imagery to make it seem that it's, you know? Yeah. Other way. Yeah. I'm sure that there's people faking things on both sides. Right. Um, to prove their points where I have no problem believing that, but I just, I, the questions for me come like, where is a clean shot of the earth? Like I want a clean shot of the earth. I don't want any funny business with lenses. I don't want any data driven artist renditions, right? I don't want any live streams with cuts. I want <laughs> one clean shot of the earth from space. What about pictures from the Apollo missions taken from the moon? Fake. <laughs> Do it. Finish it. I mean that that's a that's a that's a picture from far enough out that you can see 
you know, all of the earth, at least what's bathed in light, you know? Fake. (laughs) So that begs the question, like, you, you would have to see it with your own dang eyes then, because you could just dismiss every single picture that would ever be ever be presented to you and be like, no, that's fake. No, well, that's no, fake. You're, okay. you're right. But here's the problem with the moon landings, <laughs> the Apollo missions. Okay. So, uh-huh. I mean, there's so many problems, but let's just go to the number one problem. <laughs> all right. They faked, and this has been proven. They faked the footage of them halfway to the moon, the, the footage of them halfway to the moon, calling back and communicating with NASA. Right. That footage was well, faked. They're just sitting well, on a launch pad. <laughs> well, well, no, I mean, there's. Well, go ahead. I mean, how how did they fake it? What? So okay, so the best, most damning piece of evidence, and I, I can't think of the guy's name. I'll try to pull it up in a second, so I can give some, everybody like a reference to go look it up. But the there's in the original footage, uh, which this guy has, he shows that there's a delay, right? Now, we expect there to be a delay if you're talking to somebody, however far it was, 100,000 miles away or whatever it was, right? You expect like mm-hmm. a certain, I forget, I think it was like an eight-second delay or a six-second delay between hearing and talking and all that stuff. And in that footage, you can hear another voice, a third party, not Houston, not the astronauts, where the astronauts would speak, and then it would wait a couple seconds, and you would hear, speak. And then the other party would speak. And then you'd hear a delay for a few seconds, speak. And then the astronauts would speak. There was a third party voice. It was as if they were literally in two different rooms in a studio somewhere. And they were accounting for the delay that there should be when doing this footage. And there's, there's more evidence to that. I have to, I'll find this guy's name and I'll send it to you guys so that you guys can look it up. But yeah, that footage of halfway to the moon is fake. So that that's video evidence, or is it audio only? Uh, it, it's both. I believe that there's video and audio. <clears throat> I think it's actually two different. Um, it's two different things. Like they did video, and there was like pictures taken, and then there was audio as well. Okay. Um. Now let me let me let me ask this. I mean, we all would agree that NASA NASA people are pretty smart, right? Smart. Yeah. You know, I mean. They yeah, work for NASA. You got you, you got to. <laughs> There's a lot you of talk to. sailors that that work at NASA, so I don't know about that. <laughs> I know sailors and. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, so <laughs> you kind of you kind of ruining my my point here, Jake. <laughs> Some of them are, are smart. <laughs> well, okay, I, okay, so <laughs> my whole point is, I mean. It kind of seems ridiculous that if if they're trying to fake this right, and they're trying to get the timing correct so that it seems like there's an eight second delay between the person asking the question and them answering, don't you think that you know instead of someone literally saying speak, you know, giving them the cue to speak uh, in time, that they wouldn't just like give them a hand signal that's completely silent? The fact that they would, you know, even be talking, I don't know. That that, 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 that just makes it agree. seem that just makes it seem way more unlikely because it doesn't make sense, you know. That That's, seems staged to fuel a conspiracy. That's just you know from from my point of view. Now, I mean, come on, man. That's that, that's something even even sailors would come up with that. 
They, I mean, they we, use, we, we use like signals every day. Hand signals every yeah. day. We speak without speaking all the time. Well, they, they didn't necessarily have to be in the same room together, right? Like they could have been talking from two different studios across the country for all we know. Nobody knows for sure where they were, but I mean, they you know still that they signal. weren't halfway to the moon. That's, that's Turn a little red light on that says this is, speak. <clears throat> this is a good, uh, this is something that's important, I think. So for a lot of people mm -hmm. who are like in the flat earth community or space is fake, whatever, the problem is, is that most people think that, most people would say that I'm a flat earther just yeah. based on all the things Definitely. that I've said. But the, here's the, my point is, I don't believe that it's flat. I don't <gasps> know what it is. I just know that the heliocentric model is full of holes. So right and now... And the flat earth isn't? I'm not saying it's not. That's why I don't believe the flat earth. But I can I can point to more things in the heliocentric model that we're all fed and say, that doesn't make sense. That okay. I can do with like a flat earth or some, or whatever conspiracy you want to pick. So do mm -hmm. I know where they were? No. Do I know that the Apollo moon missions were hoax? Yes. Right. I mean, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of really good evidence out there that, yeah, that, you know, especially the one Apollo mission, uh, forgive me for not remembering which one, but, uh, was definitely hoaxed. I mean, there is a which lot one? of evidence out there. We're not going to get into it. Well, okay? I mean, that, that's, 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 <laughs> that's part of this, this debate. I, I yeah. don't, I don't have my research in front of me. Okay. I, okay. Well, how about we, um, we maybe talk on, you bring up the biggest piece of evidence. We'll just cover that. Sure. Um, how about, okay. Oh, is that can what? I guess, can I what, guess what, what you're about Jeff? to bring up? Uh, oh, yeah, just put in, I've just put in the chat, Bart Sibrell. That's the guy who's got all the stuff. He's, he's made documentaries, like a funny thing happened on the way to the moon and, so on and so forth so well okay forth. so again this is coming off of uh you know interviews with people you know you, you, when, when you deal with this you're dealing with an unknown you're dealing with what is this person's mental health what is their um motivation for this but there are people who claim to have spotted both neil armstrong and uh boz aldrin as well as the third guy, I can't remember his name, um, in a diner the exact same day that they were supposed to be on the moon. And people say that Elvis is still alive. I mean, who well, I know, I know, I get it, I get it, I get it, right? <laughs> Him and Michael I get Jackson. That. But yeah. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm trying to to get and give information because one, I don't have the research in front of me. I haven't actively researched this stuff, right? There, I have seen a lot of points, heard a lot of points that are convincing. Right, mm -hmm. and most of them have to do with the flag, with the footprints, with the the way that the that the, they're acting in gravity, uh, shadows, I mean, shadows. Mm -hmm. There's a there's a whole bunch of things, right? And I could come to you with that, right? Or I can come to you with something that some people may not have heard of, and okay. which is uh, that there are reports of people seeing these three gentlemen at diners, at local grocery stores, uh, nowhere near. Uh, where even the takeoff, where was it? Cape Canaveral, probably. I mean, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but it was probably off of Florida. But yeah, I believe to be. one of them was freaking in Arizona. One of the reports came out of like Arizona. I think it was somewhere in the Southwest where plenty of people were seeing these three gentlemen 
and and the bulk of the reports of people seeing them all come from the same region of the United States. Um, could it be false? Absolutely. Just like somebody can can falsify a Bigfoot report. Yeah, and and the Got Loveland it. Frogman is my next door neighbor. Who cares what people say? Right. <laughs> but when you start getting more and more and more uh, reports of this, you know, you could get people that are just piggybacking or are, um, of course, you know, just copycats and stuff like that. Uh, obviously, that's not how I feel about Bigfoot. I think there's way too many reports for that. Sorry, guys. I'm the Bigfoot guy, so just got to do it. Um, Nerd. You know, so is it a piece of evidence that I'm actually going to dive into and, and die on that hill? Okay. No, that, but that, that, that's fine. It's convincing. Well, I mean, eyewitness reports, they have proven themselves to be time and time again to be inaccurate and unreliable. I mean, right. this has been proven over and over and over in court. I don't know how many times. I mean, it's people think they remember seeing certain people at certain places at certain times. And, you know, that has led to, I don't know how many, uh, you know, wrongfully convicted people. Uh, that's been, that's, that's, that's a, you know, verifiable fact that that has happened time and time again. So things like that, I I would, uh, I don't know. It would hard, be hard for me to take that at face value as being, you know, accurate information. But, uh. Yeah, I wouldn't hold on um, to witness accounts like that either, honestly. But we don't have to. I mean, honestly, in the press mm -hmm. conference, when Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and the... The guy that no one ever knows. The guy that nobody ever knows, Michael Collins. Poor guy. Michael Collins. Mr. Unimportant. Yeah, Mr. Unimportant. When they came back... Argumentatively, he had one of the more important jobs. That was literally... But nobody cares. That's in right. the press conference, in their press in the conference, third, yeah. when they came back, right, they were, you know, obviously everybody was asking them questions. Number one, they didn't look happy, okay? They looked depressed. Uh, Facts. Which you would expect if they had to fake what they just did, the greatest <clears throat> human accomplishment ever. They would probably be pretty depressed, and they looked it. But aside from that, because mm. that's just speculation, somebody but, asked, I believe they asked Neil Armstrong um, what the stars look like. And he said... He doesn't remember seeing any stars. Looks at Michael Collins, and Michael Collins says, "Yeah, we did." So, and these are highly trained individuals, right? This isn't Joe Blow from the corner. These guys pay attention to their surroundings, attention to detail. One of them said that he couldn't remember seeing stars, and the other one says that the stars were abundant and beautiful and clear and bright. So, there's right there. I'm like, wait a minute, something's fishy's going on here. Well, Maybe his, Buzz, head, his head in a bucket the whole time. His Buzz, Buzz was also known, or has been, whatever. He has been, he's known to swap the story around a lot during interviews. It doesn't matter the, the gap in time. I mean, there was a couple incidences where some of the interviews were like a week or two apart. And you got completely different stories from him. And then you have reports of him coming out and saying that, they never did do it. Um, and then all of a sudden, he swapped out for a reptilian and uh, you know, <laughs> all that. You know, Anyways, time to get real conspiracy. But um, I think we kind of got a little off track there, right? So we started getting into uh, 
the moon. This isn't a moon hoax debate. All right. (laughs) Well, and and we will get into that in the infinite rabbit hole. (laughs) Let us do our research and we'll, we'll get back to you on it. Um, but we're, we're back into the space is fake. Now I have a question, um, that for Jeffrey, uh, before I jump into that, I just want to, you know, let everybody know my personal standpoint is that I do believe that space is real. Um, I do believe that most of it, of what we're told, uh, is factual. And is it because you were born with eyeballs? mm, Maybe that, and I don't have a gap between my ears. But anyways, (laughs) it's not empty there. But well, you um, are a sailor. I don't know about that. Was Uh, I got my brain? I got my brains back now. Anyways, um. I will say if anyone would know about a gap between the ears, it'd be the airframer down here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Don't worry. I was a knuckle dragger too. (laughs) I will say that there's a lot of shit. Okay. There's a lot of uh, high ranking people that have come forward and said some really obnoxious shit and swaying to the side of not everything that we're being told is is true is definitely something that I've done more since I started this podcast. Um, although there is a handful of inf- handful of bits of information that I do believe has always been wrong. And I think one of them is the moon landing, but uh, real quick, uh, Kenzar, uh, just so the listeners here kind of know your standpoint, are you a space is faker or a space is real or um, Don't disappoint me, Kenzar. You might make an enemy for life what, here. What's the term of uh, something? The the something a about space land agnostic. under the water the waters. <clears throat> I believe there's something up there. I just don't know what um, it is. <laughs> Jeff, help me out. What is it? Something under yeah, the waters. Something about water and a dome and. I, uh, Biodome, I, Polish Shore, yeah. said to me all the time, but I cannot remember it for the life of me. Oh, the whole earth. Well, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot that you could be talking about here. You'd know. be talking about, like, you know, the waters above being separated from the waters below. That, that's what it is. That's what I'm trying to get at. The waters above separating from the waters below. Um, somebody brought up to me one time that a friend of mine brought up to me that... Was it Jeff? Astronaut? No, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> astronauts train in water, so and like yeah. in some videos, you can see little like air bubbles and and. <clears throat> I like the theory of space as water, so I've been leaning towards that kind of idea. Makes so, sense. International Swimming Station, that's what I call it. Yep. I mean, they do have, yep. NASA has like the biggest film studio in the world, right? And yep. uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think CGI and NASA were all founded in the same year, but that's besides the point. But they have this giant <laughs> un, uh, pool where they have, you know, where they build these replicas uh, of the space station, right? So they can go down there and practice their spacewalks mm-hmm. and all this stuff in these pools that are like super buoyant, right? To kind of mimic this zero gravity uh, environment. Um, but you know, I, I mean, I've seen pictures and, and they could be fake. I mean, everything could be fake. I think we live in a simulation, so you guys are probably fake as far as I'm concerned, but like, I've seen pictures of that underwater facility. 
um, that are the pictures that are given to us on NASA's website of them doing a spacewalk, right? Like it's like they literally took the picture of these guys in this pool doing this thing. And then you see the actual image of them with the space backdrop, right? Or like the curvature of this beautiful earth behind them. And it's literally the exact same positions, exact same picture, you know, every pixel is exactly the same. So could that all be faked? I don't know, but I think it is faked from NASA. All right. So before we, you know, get back into this, let's go to NPC Jake and find out what his standpoint is on on space. Is it fake, Jake, or are you team space is real? Whatever the opposite of the conspiracy that everyone believes, that's my opinion. Okay. Because that's the truth. <laughs> um, <laughs> he believes whoever's um, paying. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Certainly isn't because of the shillery going on over here. Um, well, definitely ruined my life with the images of space being fake. But that doesn't necessarily mean that all the bright twinkling stars we see out there, that those are all fake and that there's ap- really like nothing out there. I would say it would more explain that it would be just another government agency or some alphabet soup agency that really has no freaking clue that would rather act like they're in the know than say, we just don't know. And all that money you've been you've been giving us over the years has all been completely wasted because we have no idea. They'd rather feed the public horse crap to, you know, not feel like it's such a gigantic waste of time. Because I do believe that, you know, the stuff maybe in our solar system would be, I say, easy to get to. But that's, you know, it, it's a whole huge challenge and, you know, math that I could never comprehend in itself. But anything past that it's so incredibly far away that it would be so much easier to just doctor some photos and stuff and then just release something that's never been released before and say this is what you know the universe or the nebula whatever you know uh looks like and maybe they were able to take pictures of it it's nothing spectacular because the the best clarity (laughs) they get are black and white images and then they're like, okay, well, this is what we found, um, just to kind of ooh and awe the masses. Uh, but I don't think that there's nothing up there. Um, yeah. So that's where I'm sitting. Like, I have no problem believing that the government's lying their butts off, but I'm not, but I do have a problem with believing that, you know, it's all fake. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, it it looks like something, I don't know, maybe every single star out there with the exception of our sun, which could not even be yellow just because of the the water that's in the atmosphere. And that's what it looks like. But like, it's, it's entirely likely that everything out there is in fact, black and white, or maybe it's all pink. I don't know. But have you ever ever seen one of those pool lights on the walls of pools? Mm -hmm. That's underwater. And that looks like the sun. What? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what well, i've seen blue ones red ones Jake, it sounds like you're you're pretty much on the same train of thought as me again i don't think no there's no nothing no nope. <laughs> i don't think i don't think that there's i said this right at the beginning i don't think that there's nothing up there i just don't think that what we're told about what's up there is at all the truth he's back well, i just don't think it, it looks like that maybe this picture of the supermassive black hole is like 
you know, the, the very first real image that's been taken besides like the moon. But it, you know, and even that like tripped me out, like these pictures from this um, new telescope, the pictures of Jupiter and somehow it's blue all of a sudden. Well, the, and they're like, the, James, the James Webb telescope is looking with, through a different spectrum of light than the Hubble. That's why it's a different color. I don't know. It's been the same dang color my entire existence, and suddenly now it's blue. So, so Wait, here, what did I like, miss? They're changing the colors of the and then planets There's now? also, like, you know, that one big massive eye storm that's always there. Now there's, like, 15 of them on, on there true. and stuff, and it's like... Okay. Um, so, so here, hold on, hold on. Before you answer this, I've got to add to that, and then we'll make you answer it. Because we're playing okay. devil's advocate here, right? So okay. the spectrum of light thing does make sense. I mean, if it's if it's a tenth so, lens or you know whatever, it's a movie, something the, or another, whatever. I don't care. Jake's not but, talking. Here goes no. Here. It's just going <laughs> to ramble on some some crap. Uh, here goes a question. <laughs> it's facilitating the insanity. <laughs> Which or how many of you have had the chance to look through a high power power telescope at a planet? Me. Okay. Didn't see nothing. Mars. <laughs> I've looked at. And I've also right. looked at and I've also and I've also looked at Jupiter. And what did Jupiter look like? Jupiter looked like the traditional Jupiter for the most part. I mean it was pretty small, but still, right? But Jake brings up a good point. Now the James Webb is showing that it's all blue and shit. So <laughs> the next time the next time that I go up to one of these high-powered telescopes and I look at Jupiter. Am I going to see it in blue? No. Why? Because because your eyes can only see it in the visible spectrum of light. Then why is James the Webb picture? Is looking... Why am I seeing it in blue? Why is the picture being taken in an invisible spectrum of light? If that's <laughs> not what it looks like, they're taking pictures in a different spectrum, which I totally get. You know, I have no problem with that because we want right. to see what we can't see. Right. That it's actually blue. What? <laughs> we can see blue. Getting real shit right now. So if they, if they portray it as blue, then why? Are, I mean, and we're looking at it and we're like, oh, it's just blue. Like, no, it's in a different light. Then why don't you just show me it in the normal color and tell me that there's extra colors I can't see? Why are you going to show me blue? I feel like it's more confusing. That's just me. Maybe I'm just stupid. Probably stupid. Yep. But... <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> Come on, man. It's a different spectrum. So, I mean, this is gonna this is gonna hurt my argument a bit, but good. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Most of the pictures that uh, you know NASA puts out is the colors are doctored to a degree. Oh, you know, uh, what we what we see in a telescope isn't exactly what we see in those pictures. It may look close, but you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's not it's not exactly the same, ah. you know. I mean, because I mean, uh, like uh, the Voyager and whatnot, uh, the other satellites that have been sent out, you know, to the outer edges of our <clears throat> solar system. You know, they've taken pictures of you know multiple planets as they gone by. You know, if they could, and uh, you know what they see out there isn't this isn't what we would see if we were looking at it with our own two eyes. You know, so they have changed it to match that to a degree, but uh, you know, it's still there. We're just not seeing, you know, same colors. Like if we were actually out there, 
just floating in space looking with our two naked eyes at it, you know? Is Pluto but, a thing now? Pluto is a thing, man. Is it a thing again? It's a planet. I want to ask all you guys this question. It's a planet. Yeah. And I I might have asked this question before. Maybe you guys have heard me ask it on my other show, but I'm going to ask all of you. Yes, I believe gravity is real. Yes. (laughs) We'll get to that. Um, We will get to that. Don't worry. Do you guys think that human beings have ever been to space? Yes. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Because where does space technically start? It's a good question. That's the real question. That's I, I knew question. right after I said yes, I knew exactly where you're going with that. Because technically, our at- Earth's atmosphere extends past the moon. Yes. That's why you're asking. Correct. And I, I wonder how many people actually know that. Because where's, um, where's the SpaceX right now? The Dragon? Where's that at? Uh, where are they going? Are they going to Mars? No. They just put up Starlink satellites, pretty much. And That's they bring it. Okay. Shit back and forth to the International Space Station. Is, isn't there? Well, then there's talk of them trying to go to Mars at some time, like 2040 or something, right? 2025 is the last thing I heard from Elon. There's also oh. a Tesla Roaster out there heading for Mars. Last I heard, That's of so <laughs> fake. 2025 dude. is right around the corner. <laughs> That's so <laughs> fake. Even Elon says it. You know, it's real because it looks so fake, right? <laughs> and there was actually a glitch in that live stream. There was a glitch in that live stream where okay. for a split second you can see the background shut off and you can see studio lighting and then it clicks right back on. Oh, I don't believe that. Look it up. I was watching I was watching that live stream of that launch. Did you watch the I don't whole remember thing? I I watched it for I don't know, like I don't know, hour and a half, two hours. It was just after you, you turned it was away. The moment you turned it off. The moment you turned it on, split crack a beer, and it was like. <laughs> no, but it is, it is like a very quick change. It, it all happens within like a second <sighs> of, the, of it shutting off, shutting off. I don't off, know about that. Coming back. I mean, again, could okay. be fake. I don't know. Okay. All right. Let, all right. Let, me, let me ask something real quick, though. Good. Uh, if you don't mind. Uh, do you believe that we. we have the technology to launch ourselves or other objects into space objects space no either either humans or objects yeah yes is it yes uh, is it the the voyager the ones that that are just going yeah one of them's one of them's past uh yeah one of them's interstellar the other one i think is about to be yeah, I think I, I think it's edge. real. I I don't really buy the idea that we're able to retrieve pictures from them. That's pretty hard to believe. I mean, maybe I mean, radio waves travel a long a long way. I I get it. I do. Haven't but... you heard about the mystery sound from mystery. way out there? I Which don't know. One? The oh, one. the new one that China just got. Yeah, yeah, the one that they're lying about. <laughs> Have you heard the one about they're that? lying about? Yeah, he <laughs> said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they came out and they, sure. they made an announcement that they they started hearing something way out there and then like the next day they retracted it. Yeah, they said we we think we found like an alien transmission that got sent back to us and then they're like, "Oh, it probably wasn't though." I I don't <laughs> I kid. Here's kid. the thing. I do not believe that we can launch anything into space and there's two reasons for that. Number 1, Space, as you said, is further than the moon. Okay. Now, do they tell us that they've launched satellites further than the moon? That's what they tell us. But let's what just do like a little. Mars? 
let's do a thought experiment here. Um, Jeremy, you might know the answer to this. How fast is the SR-71? Mach 4. It's like Mach 4, Mach it's, 7, it's, or it's something like, like that. It's something like, like that, yeah. It's like 2,500 miles an hour. I mean, you're oh, talking about three naval aviation guys. We're all, we're all going to be in the ballpark. Well, nothing's gone yeah, faster than Mach 5. Let's so just far. call it. Let's call it Mach five for an easy round. Number, okay, named. it's going. It's okay. going Mach five. Okay? Tom Cruise did. Mm. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Think I mean, about how? <laughs> think about. Think about this. I want you to think about how yeah. how sleek of a design the SR seventy one is. Very yeah. uh-huh. aerodynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, super aerodynamic. Going, you know, let's say Mach five, right? <clears throat> uh, not painted. Not painted because those speeds would rip the paint off. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The space shuttle. Mach 3.3 is a top speed. Mach 3, not even right. 5. Yeah. The space shuttle. Okay. Uh, giant. It's a bus. Not aerodynamic. Yeah, it's a bus. Okay. <laughs> Magic school bus. Uh, it's got it's a nice paint foot, job on three it. Three football fields long. It's got a nice paint job on it, right? Nice, beautiful American flag. The name painted on the side of whichever Ooh, shuttle so we're talking pretty about. Too. Okay, you know how fast that thing has to go just to reach orbit. The paint job adds another fifty thousand miles per hour. Seventeen thousand five hundred miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Seventeen thousand five hundred miles an hour. No, no, nowhere near aerodynamic as like the SR seventy one, and it's going. Yeah multiple times faster. Well, well that's because it has raw power behind it. Hold on. How come hold it on. Shred I, I, I'm jumping in. Oh, Jeffrey. Hold on. Jeffrey. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going. I'm the host here. <laughs> Anyways. Jeffrey, when was the International Space Station put into space? Uh, it's been being built since the 80s, I want to say. Right. Early 90s. And right? If you're somebody with some brain cells, you'll know that technology when it comes to space goes backwards. Okay? So the way we're thinking right now doesn't make sense compared to how it was back then. Obviously, because they landed on the moon back then, right? And we no longer have the technology to do this. Okay? So obviously, we were able to put shipping containers that were three football fields wide into orbit back then but we no longer have that technology now it has to be sleek okay so you really need to take a step back and think about what you're saying sir here's another yeah. way to think about this too have you guys seen the video of that rail gun they got this new fancy rail gun technology and it's firing this steel projectile like yeah. uh-huh uh it's fast so fast that you can't even see it it's like a freaking it's like, it's flash yeah. right that's not even half the speed as a rocket taking something to orbit. Yeah. The projectile coming out of that railgun is not even half the speed. And you can see a rocket when it's taken off. You can watch you can it. Watch it. <laughs> Think about the uh, the speed of a bullet fired out of like let's say like an AR15, okay? okay. Could you imagine how fast that gun was in the 80s? Just nuts. <laughs> what is this? I can't remember the speed. I I think a bullet out of a rifle is moving something like 2,800 feet per second, I believe, for an AR-15. Yeah, how, many, how many miles per hour is that? I think that's like 1,200 oh. miles an hour. All of them? Hold on, I'm looking this up. Yeah, like 2,200 feet per second. I'm looking Dang. this up. 
big brain on Jake. Yeah, that's all of the speeds. <laughs> uh, sorry, Wes, I didn't mean to cut you off like that. No, no you're fine. Right. I apologize. That sounds right. It's a 26. You said it was so much confidence, I just believe it. Okay, so 32, or 3,260 feet per second is roughly 2,221 miles per hour. 2,000 miles an hour. Okay, that's a rifle bullet. Slow okay. if you're trying to get out of orbit, you know? Yeah, when you're going 17,000 miles an hour. So, than the SR-71. Well, do I think race we launch things into space? 556 five, round. <laughs> and I win. Not, I bet you an I, M1 could have shot out of orbit. Here's the they thing: could literally I live, see it five five six round in their next to their window and beat it. I live right next to NASA. <laughs> just, okay, I watch the rockets launch right in front of my house. Okay, I'm like wait, eight which miles, NASA? Uh, Canaveral, Florida. Oh, so well, so I watch these rockets go up <clears throat> and track out towards the east. Okay, and they're there. They it takes them a while. It takes them a few minutes to go up and. You know, go out at eye eye shot, but mm-hmm. they're moving seventeen thousand five hundred miles an hour apparently. But you're also yeah. you also don't believe in gravity, like in the rest of us that do. What about the lessening effect of gravity as you get up off the ground? Which it, it's it, not in, in your in your way it would be the amount of stuff that's on top of you pushing you down. But then as <clears> you go <throat> up, that would lessen anyway. So wouldn't that cause it to not have to go as fast? With Hold a on. less no. force pulling it can back we, down. Can we can we keep gravity no. out of this episode? We need something for episode one fifty. Okay. Well, I don't Please. not believe in gravity. I just don't think gravity uh, is the primary force in the universe that's keeping the universe together. Jeffrey, like we're told. Jeffrey, what? That, we have that argued about post... this too many times for you to say that. You can't say that. That no, that I do. Point I... would directly oppose you saying that it's not possible for things to leave Earth's orbit or gravitational pull. Excuse me. What, that gravity's not the primary force in the universe? What are the rockets Love having is. to overcome if it's not? <laughs> <laughs> it's all you need, honestly. All I'm not saying gravity doesn't exist. I'm saying it's not the primary force in the universe. I mean, I grew up in Florida watching the shuttle launches, rocket launches, and all that as well. You know, I was up in Daytona. <laughs> I'd like to. I'd like to. But, uh, you know, that's further down the line for me where I'm at in life. But anyways... I mean, seeing it firsthand, you know, growing up and whatnot, like, I mean, seeing it, you know, watching it on TV and whatnot, and then seeing it firsthand is a completely another thing. And it's something I'll never, ever forget. You know, it's an incredible experience. And for me, knowing what I know now, you know, it, it makes sense to me that they're traveling that fast because of how quickly they disappear over the horizon. You know, whether they're, whether you believe they're going to space or not, the fact that you know, especially when you watch a launch at night, you can literally track it disappear into the horizon. I mean, it has to be going that fast for it to get that far out of sight that quickly. You know, how does uh, it not break into a billion pieces? Though this is my whole question about that. Rivets, <laughs> strong rivets, and lots of rivets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of smart guys, a lot smarter than me. Uh that have figured this out i mean i don't know kid uh some kid from west virginia that's one of west virginia's great claims to fame you know uh, designed the nozzle that they use on rockets now uh you know you're talking about the the kid from uh uh october sky yeah 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 
you know, Jake Gyllenhaal uh, discovered him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was his name, I think. Yeah, that, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. You know, uh, you know, some kid discovered that. You know, and there, and we had at the time we had German rocket scientists and stuff that we brought over after World War II that couldn't figure that out. A kid figured that out. Project you know. <laughs> but i mean i don't know to me like seeing it firsthand as a kid knowing that a kid designed you know helped design the modern rocket engine that we know and see today uh i mean human ingenuity has no bounds <clears throat> no limits you know it's just a matter of time before we figure out how to do something and you know i, I that's one of one of the greatest reasons i believe that you know everything that we know of you know this current day about space that's why i believe it's real you know there there is more more i don't know i i guess a better way of putting it is like just my belief in humanity helps helps that you know there's tons of evidence right there's like you said there's tons of evidence on your side as well that you believe but i mean for me big part is you know seeing humanity and what it's capable of helps me believe that what we know and see today is real Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I can drive with that. I mean, <clears throat> he's like, you're wrong, but you know, no, I can drive. I, I mean, I, I, I get, I get that perspective. In a nice way. Yeah. There, there's a long time in my life where I was like a super big space nerd, man. Like I love space stuff. Even to this day, I love space stuff, right? You give me a good fuck sci-fi yeah, movie or a game. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Space dude. Oh, uh, yes, like I'm all about it. Right. Like I play Kerbal space program. Right. For fun. Right. Which is like as nerdy as you can get with space. Okay. <clears throat> but I guess my, my belief is rooted more in the fact that I think that they, right. The lizard people want us to think, <laughs> right. They want us to think that we're just running out of shit scarcity. Right. So they've mm-hmm. concocted this whole idea of us floating an in infinite, nothing on a little tiny rock who we've never communicated with another civilization outside of this rock. And we, we probably won't based on the vastness of the universe, as we're told, it's all meant to make us feel like this is it. We're running out of shit, you know, watch what you consume and everything else. When in reality, I believe abundance is the truth. I think there's enough resources. I don't think we're overpopulated. Right. I think that the problems are pollution, not, uh, scarcity so i think that that's like a big motivator for like the why when people ask like why would they lie about this and then that's what i, I, I would and i would agree with you about that i i, I believe that you know that they're trying to make us believe that you know all our resources and what are become scarce and whatnot and pollution is not the problem uh i would agree with you with that but for you know different reasons but uh <clears throat> yeah thank you and just like that, we're in flat You're earth, welcome. everybody. You're welcome. So let's go over a question that I got from a fan. I'm going to uh, leave this fan anonymous. 20 bucks uh, for each fan question. Go. No. You're going to do this for free, and you're going to like it. 
Fifteen hundred bucks for the next fan to ask a question on the Infinite Route Hole group. That's what he said, guys. You heard him. Uh, true. Anyways, this fan asked this question shortly in my private DM. Uh, it was him after Jeff posted a video of a. Uh, I believe it was SpaceX being launched off of Cape Canaveral. Uh And he said that, look, it hit the firmament. Now, I know Jake said that word earlier today. Yeah, I know Uh, what it means. I just heard it. The question is, for Jeffrey, what is the firmament? That is a question that nobody knows a definite answer to. Um, (laughs) There's a couple different theories. One the one that I like the most right now <clears throat> is that the firmament is people are referring to it as sky ice. Okay. And that people are flat earthers. Because uh... <laughs> <laughs> flat earthers That's aren't funny. people. Everyone knows that. I like that. They're crab <laughs> people. I mean, uh... you're saying that as in the general term, as in all, all people. No, no, not all people, but like there are there are people. Yeah, most of them are flat earthers. You are correct. I can't. We know what you meant. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) little pinch that it's you know like a physical barrier between us and you know the next realm, the ethereal Uh plane, if you will, right, or space, if that's what you want. But uh, yeah, nobody knows what it is, man. Some people think that the Van Allen radiation belts are the firmament that it's an electromagnetic or radiation or something else, not like a physical barrier. Uh, mm. I don't really... But if it, sub- if it was the Van Allen radiation belt, then the SpaceX, ro- SpaceX rockets would not be hitting the firmament because they would have to go a lot further than what they Correct. than what you showed in your video. Correct. So that's it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so how do you know when they hit the firmament then? If no they one don't. knows, I was being is. facetious in that video. Okay. Whoever that was, and I, is listening to this, uh, you know, I was. It was like, you know, I'm I'm a jokester, right? So of course I'm gonna be like, yo, it hit the firmament. Do it's I think shill. that we're? Do I think that we are in an enclosed system? I do think that we're in an enclosed system. Do I know what the firmament is? I have no idea. I have no clue. I couldn't even begin to tell you it's what it is. It's a mystery. We're in the Truman Show. You know when he rams the boat into the wall? Imagination, right? <laughs> Like that's what it is. Just in the biodome. Just admit it. Yeah, we're in the biodome. But here's a question. Yeah. Another another like one that makes my brain just go off. Stars. Okay. So we can go back at least to 3500 BC. Okay, when they were building Mm -hmm. the pyramids and such in Egypt. And honestly, we could probably take that back to like 30,000 BC if you go off of research from like Dr. Robert Schock and Graham Hancock and these people, but we'll just call it 3,500 BC, okay? So about 5,000 years. How come if we're spinning at about 1,000 miles an hour and we're going around the sun at what, like 66.6 thousand miles an hour, which is an interesting number, and then the sun is traveling through space around the galactic center at half a million miles an hour, right? And then you know, like all these different motions are happening all at the same time. Which ones? All of them. Okay. How come the stars, the constellations aren't warping and shifting and becoming totally new and different constellations over the course of 5,000 years? You mean, why aren't the, the stars 
physically they moving are. like amongst themselves and swirling and stuff yeah. i mean think again we're making we're doing multiple motions at high freaking speeds okay all well, the, the... this if if i can answer this um yeah. the the sun isn't technically revolving around anything as it is the entire milky way galaxy is moving away from the point of origin well the milky way galaxy well, is apparently rotating <clears throat> around the galactic center the galactic core well, the sun is rotating around something, but that something is at the center of the Milky Way, but the Milky Way at the same time is revolving around something else bigger. Right. Again, yeah, we're doing revolving like, around oh, something. No. The Milky Way, is, all the galaxies are, are moving away from the point of origin, which is what is thought to be the Big Bang. Mm, I mean, that's happening, but we're also getting pulled towards something else that we don't know well, what it is Well, we're expanding yet. outwards, and then soon... They, the theory mm-hmm. is that we're going to begin retracting. Um, okay. Right? Soon, it, it, like that's, a well, billion years or something. That, well, yeah. I think that's the oldest, <laughs> oldest I think the, the question, of... the, the question, or the, the, the answer, Jeff, kind of comes down to how fast are we actually moving around the, uh, the black hole in the middle of the, the Milky Way? Right? So are, how fast are we revolving around it? And the knowledge that we're not actually seeing stars from other galaxies, uh, like with you, you can see other galaxies, like you can see the Pleiades uh, and, and a few others from or here on Earth, uh, and those are generally in the the exact same locations, which is pretty interesting. But if you're looking out at another uh, set of stars, right, that are also within an arm of the of the Milky Way, or even your same arm in the Milky Way. Uh, I mean, they're all rotating in the same direction as the sun, and, and it probably wouldn't change very much in 5,000 years. Uh, well, uh, J- Jacob. Shill Jacob. Ah, uh, yes. Um, what about the theory that a some of the stars that we're looking at in the sky could have already died and exploded, and we just haven't that's gotten it yet? so easy to explain. That's, I mean, that's, but, that's all no, no, light no, but, no, no, I'm not saying that anything against it. I'm saying that we look at Orion's belt, two of those points on it could have collided together at some point and exploded and sucked each other in and all that stuff. We would never see it. The theory is, is that Betelgeuse, one of the, one of the stars on Orion's belt is supposedly gone already uh, and would have been gone for quite a while. But when we do, uh, when we do actually see it go, it's going to be extremely bright uh, but I, I think it's something around the 7,000 light years away. I could be completely wrong on that. But when we finally do see it. Uh, okay, Wes, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to let you finish. I just want oh, okay. to let you know that I had something uh, to say for, afterwards. But then, when we, uh, but then when we finally do see it, uh, it in reality, it blew 7,000 years. Well, whatever. My, my point is, is that to Jeff's thing, literally... Everything that we see when you look at the constellations and stuff could all be flipped over and scrambled around and all kinds of stuff. And in our lifetime, in our children's lifetime, children's children's lifetime, and you know, forever, they'll never know until it actually happens. And then you get the heat death of the universe. Yeah. Duh. Wesley. Okay, so I want the talk on both Jeff's question and and Jacob's. So. For Jeff, constellations have changed. What we see out there, their position in the sky, we know have changed. We know from 
you know, past civilizations, what, you know, they've drawn what they've seen in the sky. And we know that those, those, what they, what they've seen has moved from where it was. And from our understanding of how, you know, the earth revolve around the sun, the sun's revolving around, you know, the center of the Milky Way galaxy, the Milky Way galaxies also hurtling through space, you know, towards whatever, uh, we know that things have moved. I, I don't even think that's really debated much nowadays. Um, you know, cause it's the joke that everyone that claims they're, you know, whatever, uh, their horoscope, you know, uh, their Sagittarius or yeah, yeah, yeah. Aquarius well, or whatever. It's like, let well, me just actually clarify. you're not. Let me clarify. The constellations are moving, right? Because mm -hmm. of the tilts and the shifts and all this stuff, right? The, you know, we're seeing different constellations say rising in the East and setting mm -hmm. in the West. Right. I, I understand mm -hmm. that that's, you know, that's why you have the different ages, right? Yeah. But the constellations themselves are still intact. It's as if all the constellations, like everything, the whole sky is shifting together. Right. But the constellations, these stars aren't separating and creating a new constellation over thousands of years. They're just the constellations are remaining, and we're just seeing different constellations pulling up in different parts of the sky at different, you know, over time. So what that's the question. Okay. Uh, what if I said they are? It's just that we haven't seen it yet because, you know, in reality, the speed of light is actually very slow in comparison to the size, you know, what what we can see of the universe. Yeah, but it's not like there was one moment 5,000 years ago where all the constellations shifted and we're just waiting 10,000 years for the light to hit us. I mean, this, mm -hmm. the, the, const the stars should all be shifting and moving right at different angles and different speeds and different you know uh you know depth perception right like they're moving in <clears throat> generally the same way like jeremy's saying but they're not it's not like a synchronized everything's just moving together perfectly but right? that would be like, the exact same result because some of those things are further away than others right the closest yeah, one to exactly. us if it's going to take ten thousand years for us to see that it that any sort of movement even if it shifted you know say orion's belt right you got the the four right there even if they decided to go come together and that was the closest one to us or not orion's belt but the little the big dipper we'll say that one right and it they all decided mm -hmm. to form together and say that one was, was the closest one to us and it would take ten thousand years for us to see that they went from here to there then all the other ones that are all the way out here if that bear is moving and you know all that crap and the capricorn everything is shifting around which it very well could be we'd never know because it would take so long for us to actually get the visual representation of it moved when i'm looking at the sky an inch which is hundreds of millions of light years and then another inch and another inch it just wouldn't so, i it's the, okay. we're saying the same thing no I, yeah, no, I, right. I, I think I think it is all basically the same thing. I think the problem that a lot of people have when it comes to space is a scale problem. The understanding of scales, right? And how big of a scale you're talking about. Not just physical distance, but also time, right? Uh, the scale of light beams and others of the such. If we're all out on the same arm of the Milky Way, because the, Milky, the galaxies are, are kind of, they look like, giant ninja stars right that are kind of all so nasa says so nasa says exactly <laughs> uh, um oh, we're all on the same arm and we're all moving in the same general direction there's not going to be a lot of change until we start getting closer to the black hole in the center of, of 
of the um, the Milky Way. There, things will start speeding up a lot faster, and you know Einstein's second theory of of rel- Einstein's theory of special relativity. Sorry, um, will tell you that light will bend, which will cause a distortion from the stars uh, closest to the black hole, which would very much set them off in bizarre patterns. But we're so far out from the center of our galaxy that we're not even able to perceive it. I believe it's a scale problem and not necessarily a problem with Earth, with space being fake, but as a, a problem with small-minded people, Jeffrey, uh, that just... <laughs> Just no, see, you uh, guys aren't understanding what I'm saying, right? And I've uh, just based on all three of you guys, what you just say it said, again. You're not, you're not understanding. <laughs> say it louder for the people in the back. I, I get that it would take a million years for the light to get here for us to see a change and pick your star. I understand that, mm-hmm. but what I'm saying is that <clears throat> these movements have been happening since the beginning of time. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. so it's not like five thousand years ago they started making maneuvers and we still just don't see that light. No, they would have been making maneuvers billions of years ago. And some of those stars aren't as far as we think. I mean, Alpha Centauri is four light years away. Okay. So Mm -hmm. those movements from again, just 5,000 years ago, we should see different constellations, not the same constellations in different positions, we should see totally different constellations, maybe not all of them, but some of them should be distorted so, and on. changed because of changes that have been happening every day since the beginning of time. I'm we should be seeing changes no, 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 no. every day. I, I, I think I, I understand what he's stuff. saying. I've, I mean, I'm picking up what's laying down. Listen, dude, listen. If, if we're all on an eight-lane highway and we're all driving cars, right? There's eight cars all going the same direction on an eight-lane highway, and we're all going 60 miles per hour, is it going to look any different uh, if, we're, if we continue at 60 miles an hour for an entire year? No. It's only going to change if one car is going 40, one car is going 80, one car is going 120, uh, one car takes stopped and exploded, right? <laughs> and But – we're all moving in the same general direction at the same general speed because we're in what what's it called the the local group uh, right a uh, local group yeah uh it Luster. for people uh hold on uh the local if you're talking about our super group super cluster but we're not astronomy. all moving in the hold same on. trajectory like exactly it's a general trajectory cool. we are all circling around the center of the milky way but it's not cool. like we're all in perfect sync and perfect harmony like okay this star and this star and this star are moving at the exact same rate around this thing in the same trajectory so nothing would shift cool. and in fact the ones that are further away would have to be moving faster and the ones that are closer to the center would have to be moving slower in order for those rotations to not cause distortions so if if I were to if I were to take a broom handle, right? And let's say the broom handle is five feet long, and I just spin around in circles holding that thing straight out. It's going to look like everything is going the same speed. Same thing if that if that broom handle is a mile long, it's still going to be looking like it's going the same speed from my perception in the middle, right? It's it, it although technically you know in order to keep up with the stuff that's closer to the middle, the outsides need to go faster in a and, and I, I don't have anything to say. Wes does. <laughs> okay. uh, well, I, I, 
you brought up uh, the example of the highway, and I was actually going to use that as an example myself, but I was going to expand on it. So you said earlier that also a thing that a lot of people aren't taking into consideration is the scale of everything, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the universe is, as far as we know, is infinitely large, right? As far as we can see, there is no end to it. We just know that there is, you know, there's, we can only see so far whether or not that's the end. There's, there's no proof one way or the other, right? But the thing is, with scale, is things further out, even though they may be moving, you know, however fast, if they're, if they're way, way out, it's going to look like they're standing still. You know, it's just like when you're, on a, you're driving on a highway, right, and you're heading towards a mountain that's like, you know, 100 miles out. You know, it looks like you're just, it, it's, it, the, the, what you see isn't changing. You know, it's, it's so gradual that, you know, you, it's, it's almost like your mind can't perceive it, you know, and with the scale of the universe, you know, we, <clears throat> I don't know if we know exactly how far certain constellations and whatnot are from us. I can't speak to that off the top of my head, but I think that's, that's the issue with it is, is scale. You know, if, if it was within four light years of us, like uh, Alpha Centauri, it moving, we would see that, you know, but all like, Jeremy also said, all of us were, were moving together. We're not moving perfectly in sync with each other. You're right on that part. But we are moving in the general, the same general direction. It's close you know? enough. You're saying, it, what if they were, instead of moving, say, across the sky, they're moving towards us? We wouldn't see the difference in scale. We were, wouldn't really well, see I'm, that they I'm were saying, moving. I'm not saying it's, it has to be moving towards us, but we we know that we're all moving in in, you know, our our local cluster or whatever you want to call it, yeah. So is moving I, I all in the same wanna, same general direction, not exactly the, the same path, but you know, the local group. By the way, is completely wrong. That's not what I was talking oh, about. Okay. That's, that's referring to a group of galaxies. Okay. Close. It's about twenty galaxies close to. The, I was just using that to refer way. to what you were talking about earlier. No, I know. I just wanted to correct but, that because I know it's going to pop up in the YouTube comments. Now the YouTube <laughs> comments are going to be lit as fuck for this episode. Yeah, they're taking yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> being sucking and you know <laughs> saying that oh, we were doing it. a piss take. We had to look that one up. It's like, what does that mean? It's like, oh, they think we're a joke. It's I like, guess like a, <laughs> a, good way, a good way for me to like wrap my mind around this is because I understand what you guys are saying. I really do. But like, do you, Jeffrey? Just, no, I do. doesn't agree. Trust me. Jeffrey's a very agree. smart man. Very smart. Um, I like look at the North Star, Polaris for instance, Mm -hmm. right? That's been the North Star since people have been navigating. That's how they navigated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but again, scale. Okay, you're you're not talking about a very long time Let him finish this thing. All right, all right, all right. Shut up, No, listen, I I understand the scale. That's why I started this with saying at least 5,000 years and probably going back 30,000 years is when they aligned these structures on on the Giza Plateau to Orion's Belt and other stars. Right. Well, five thousand to thirty thousand years is still not even long enough. That's that's such a short amount of time. It's a drop in the, the bucket grand, in the cosmic the scale. grand scale. Yeah, yeah. That's that's like it's not even a drop in the bucket. That's like a but we've seen a, zero a part of a molecule of a drop in a bucket. But we've so. seen zero change in that time, other than different constellations well, rising in different parts of the sky, but the, the constellations again themselves haven't changed at all. Not one star in the sky 
is like in a different spot from our perspective. That's that's not that's not entirely true. We have we have witnessed uh, a supernova happening. That's it's still when? ongoing. Uh, I forget what star it is, but uh, we had been looking at that part of the sky for I don't know how long, and then it suddenly changed. That star was gone. Time for some so vocab that, for everybody listening. That, that, <laughs> that movie. Yeah, a supernova is when a star explodes and a nebula is the dust that's left behind by the supernova. Supernova, just so everyone is. Oh, the, all that, all that purple and pink and blue that NASA fakes and feeds to the masses. Look at that! It came full I, circle. I looked Space it up. I, I typed in supernova and a YouTube video option popped up watch a red watch a red super giant star go supernova in this stunning animation mm. <laughs> it's a fucking cartoon for adults so we went from the earth is, <laughs> we went from the earth is flat immediately into movement of the stars well that's good because this this whole i, I think what we're gonna do is every 50 episodes we're going to jump into something obnoxious that Jeff believes. And he says nukes are fake. I, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. That uh, flat earth one's going to be fun. Um, I think flat earth is going to be absolutely a blast. I can't wait to listen to you. Gravity. Talk literally, about gravity. I really enjoy when people think that this kind of thing is just absolutely ridiculous. I actually, somebody was like, Hey man, like how do I handle this? People are like making fun of me and like mocking me. And I'm like, dude, take it with pride, bro. I wear it like a badge, man, to be honest with you, because more times in my life, people have come to me a year two, five years later and been like, dude, you know what, man, that thing you talked about that time, bro. Like, Turns out it was actually fucking true. So like, no, no one's the same about, about gravity. It. Not a single person. Is <laughs> That's not true. That's not true at all, dude. That's not true at all, man. You guys need to look up the Sapphire Project and see the the stuff that they're doing. Right? They're they're basically proving what I said earlier, which is that gravity is not the main force of the universe that holds this universe and makes this universe operate the way that we're told right we're told that it's all because of gravity like that is the thing that makes all of the shit work right it's that's what makes the mass of a star collapse in on itself to create you know this massive fireball that in turn creates these elements that populate the entire universe that's because of gravity at least that's what we were told but the sapphire project is showing that it's not gravity because they're doing that exact thing in a laboratory using electricity not gravity right and they're creating uh magnetic fields they're creating elements they are de-radiating nuclear material all with electricity and it's called like the uh the electric universe the electric yeah it's all electric universe shit right so gravity again the grav the theory of gravity is still a theory it's never been proven right it's, it has not. Well, right? I don't nobody, personally believe that gravity is the thing holding I mean, the universe well, together either. But it's, my, not, it's, it's a concept. Nobody okay. has created gravity in a laboratory to test it. We've only measured what we call gravity outside of, you know, laboratory. Condi- like, we, you have to be able to recreate something and test it over and over again in different ways in order to solidify something. Is like, this is the law of the universe, Right. 
I believe it's Whereas a scaling doing problem that with electricity right now. So what if I what if I told you uh, electromagnetic fields exist out in space as well? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, again, I this isn't a matter of there not being a realm up there. I do believe there is something up there. I just don't think that it's a vast, empty void of nothingness controlled by gravity, right? And we're just spinning in, in nothingness forever. Fuck us. No, I don't think that. <laughs> I mean, is, is this other force... Like gravity, just called something different. Like, is it is it have similar similar properties though? Yeah, um, man, it's what keeps us on the ground. Like gravity, it's <laughs> it's, it's uh, it, you know, it's electricity, man. That's what it is. I mean, but so, I'm asking though, is the 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 you know its properties what what they at the Sapphire Project have you know figured out has the same properties as gravity? It's doing a lot of the things that they say gravity is doing, but it's not all and and nothing else. There's other. It's doing other things that they never, you know, attributed to gravity, and then it's doing a lot of the things that they say gravity is doing in a star, right? So, I it's hard for me. I'm not in the lab, right? And I'm just a moron. But like, I would just say go look up the Sapphire Project and like just watch the videos that they make about the experiments they're doing, and you'll be like, holy shit, dude. The universe is not what we have all thought it was. I mean, I think we need to do an episode on the electric universe. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I, I would say that, you know, I would agree that the universe is not what we think it is because we're what we know of it is constantly changing. I mean, yeah. back <clears throat> back when we first thought that everything revolves around the Earth, look how far we've come. You know, I, I wouldn't say that we know everything. There, there's certain things that we have a a good understanding of and things that we barely have an understanding of. And then there's things that we don't understand at all. And, and gravity is one of those things that we barely have any understanding whatsoever of, you know, why it's a thing. Why does more mass equal more gravity? You know, uh, why that's a thing, how that works. We don't know. Um, but it is a thing. And we can't say that it's not a thing because it's affecting every single thing, you know, on this planet. And as far as we know, it, you know, it's, it is affecting everything out in the universe, but, you know, we can't definitively break it down, you know, saying, oh, this is what it is. This is what it's doing. This is how it's doing it. You know, um, there's, there's a lot of things that we may never understand for a millennia, uh, but you know, that's, that's the beauty of, uh, I don't know, of science is that they're always looking and uh, willing to learn and change what they know to be fact. You know, if something proves that it's not what we thought it was, then that's the new accepted reality, I guess, in a way, in a manner of speaking. There is a lot of resilience there, though. It is not as it is not as simple as, hey, look, here's all the evidence that you need. So we need to change this entire uh, law that we know, the scientific law or scientific yeah. whatever. You know, there is a lot of resilience. People do not like new shit in in science. Um, I mean, they like new shit, but they, it has to be shit that can be backed up. If someone comes out and says, uh, Twinkies make the universe go around, they're going to be like, where's your evidence? You know, it has to be peer-reviewed and tested. You know, and if they all come to the same conclusion, then they're like, okay, this is probably, this is probably accurate. You know, 
but if one person man i i agree with that i mean listen i i'm i'm all about science right like i'm not like a a quote-unquote science denier what are you talking about bro i just cited literal scientific who the fuck are you jeff that that they do right in their peer review right like listen the sapphire project like most of the stuff that they've done has been peer-reviewed right the you know it's an international organization like it's not just like two schmucks in their garage right this is like a big deal peer-reviewed a lot of people are looking into it even the dod and like other you know big alphabet agencies are looking into the things that sapphire project is doing because they are doing science right i think there's a problem Mm -hmm. with dogma i think that there's industries in this world that are worth trillions of dollars space being one of them that Mm -hmm. it's super hard for them to deviate from all of the things that they've told us right when they started NASA, right, you're talking about a top Nazi scientist, Walt Disney, an occultist, and L. Ron Hubbard, right, helping walk to found NASA. Right. No, they literally, yeah, no, literally walk into a bar and then like NASA gets formed. Okay. And from all of that, trillions of dollars have been funneled. So, you know, there's, there's like, so much pushback because of that and it's just like anything else this is why you can't get a car that runs off water right because there's billions of dollars that back up energy and all these other things right so yeah, yeah i think that I, we're I would not agree gonna, with that yeah and it's the same in my opinion about space right and about dinosaurs right we talked about this on the dinosaur episode you know it's the same thing these massive industries they're just like they're like no you're done keep it hush you guys have never even heard of the sapphire project right but they're doing important things with again nasa the dod and everybody else but nobody's going to hear about it why because it challenges the narrative that we were all indoctrinated with when we were kids Wes, just to fill you in apparently uh dinosaurs are fake too by the way so dinosaurs are so so what are all these bones we're finding giants yep (laughs) And that's also a like giant fossil fuels. It's a fossil giant fuels. Fossil fuels. Petroleum is a element. It's not an actual fossil. like decayed fossil yeah. plant fossil matter. Fossil fuels aren't fossils. We went over that. It's a way to get people <laughs> to think that there is a limited amount it's of it. There's actually lie. more petroleum inside the earth than there is water on the surface of it. It's because it's Wes, an element. Do you think, do you think not dinosaurs a, had feathers, Wes? <laughs> I believe it's I believe it's fossil. Latest uh, information that I've heard about it is that dinosaurs did have fossils from the Archaeoraptor. Uh, excuse me, fossil. did have feathers. Yeah, the Archaeoraptor fossil. Yeah, no, it was faked. It was a faked fossil. Anyways, um, Jeff, I uh, all the jokes aside, I also don't believe that gravity. I'm smiling right now because I'm I'm trying to crack, <laughs> but I'm not I'm not messing around with you. I also don't believe that gravity is the thing that holds the whole universe together um but i do believe that gravity is a thing that's keeping me from floating off into the sky and you know freezing in outer space pretty important i again i don't think gravity is not real i just don't think that it's it's not uh the building block of the universe right it's not or, the thing you take a lot of back steps today sir Listen, man, I told you, I say this in every episode. Every time I say something crazy, I'm like, dude, I'm speaking hyperbolically here, okay? I'm just, I'm getting attention. When I say space is fake, people are like, what? And now they want to have a whole 100th episode debate on why space is fake. 
which gives me an open door to yeah, be for, like, okay, if you ever want attention, just let me know, buddy. I got you. I, I, I love you. attention, man. Love I love it. it. I love Go you. Check out my OnlyFans. <laughs> Feet. <laughs> I'll pay you not to see it. Oh. <laughs> we'll uh, take that too. Well, um, so is there anything else either or any of you want to get off your chest about space possibly being fake or not being fake? I think I think there's too much because one thing we didn't go into and I, I wanted to bring up uh, earlier when we first started was we talked about NASA and them faking images and whatnot, right? What mm. about all the backyard astronomers? People who are taking their own photos and that's videos of, of things. And that's exactly why I don't trust anything that, well, most things that come off the internet. I have a lot of trust issues because the internet, you can't trust anything. Everything's faked. So, But, I mean, I guess my argument would be there's 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 more evidence people, you know, posting their own photos and whatnot that they've taken themselves that that backs up NASA's you know a lot of their stuff I mean NASA has come out and said publicly yes these pictures of the earth are CGI that they're not real but they haven't said that about pictures of nebulas and stars and stuff like that that I know of at least so they I mean, have come out a... and said that they're paint by numbers mm-hmm. they have in, in, a, in a very general sense that's well, yeah, no, you, they definitely have. They've, they've definitely, I mean, it's on their website, but, and, you know, why would you doctor pictures of the earth? Don't know. Don't make know it why sexier. Do it. Make it sexier. Put a I guess. dress but, on it. Yeah. You know, yeah. backyard astronomers, man. Ooh. I mean, look, I've, I've, I used to have a telescope. It wasn't like a crazy <laughs> telescope, you know, it was a couple hundred bucks, but you know, you could look through it and you could see stuff, right? See so I, the nothing out there. I get mm. that. It's again, it's not that there's nothing out there. It's what we're told that is out there is not what's out there, right? Like, so for instance, if I'm looking through a telescope in my backyard and I see what I'll call as a luminary, right? And it looks like Saturn, for instance, okay? Uh, you see mm. this little blurry ball with what looks like might be rings going around it. The only reason that we look through that and we see and we make the connection that this is a sphere with rings going around it is because that's what we were told since we were children that this is what saturn looks like it's a giant gas ball with rings around it so when we look through and we see this two-dimensional image because that's all you can see from our perspective we automatically connect those two dots and say that's a sphere with rings around it but we don't know that and we don't know how far it is or, or what it's made out of, or any of it, anything like that, unless we're getting that information from one of these agencies, which have bullshat us before, right? Like, I mean, dude, we don't even have, have the, the monopoly on all the information when it comes to they this They have stuff. the monopoly on all the information, right? And then, like, and then they have a real bad habit <clears throat> of losing important telemetry data and other things, right? So, and then again, like I said a minute ago, going back to like how it was started and who were the people involved with starting NASA, right? Like there's just so much fishy business that to just believe what they're giving us and then looking through our own telescope and be like, yeah, it's exactly what they told us. Like I'm not buying it for a second. I mean, dude, again, Werner von Braun, Nazi scientist, Walt Disney, okay, L. Ron Hubbard, the guy who started Scientology, Jack Parsons, who was like a high-level occultist in Al- Alistair Crowley's Thelema, those are the people 
who were involved in starting NASA. So the information that we're getting from NASA, I don't buy it. What about the people before NASA was a thing? I mean, the first telescope was invented in 1608, according to my Google foo. Uh, you know, I mean, people it's since then problem. have been looking, <laughs> people have been looking into, into, you know, space since then. I mean, people have been looking at space since before then, but being able to look at, you know, the moon closer and other, you know, uh, celestial objects. You know, looking at two-dimensional image. There's no way to see, right? Like you can't look through your telescope and see well, a three-dimensional image and be like, that is a sphere and all these things. And the only object in space that we that's close enough for us to even get something like that would be the moon, and we never see the backside of it. Well, I mean, okay, you said yourself that everything in space is moving. We're all you know hurtling through space at however many miles an hour you know, rotating around multiple things all at once, right? So everything, you know, if we look at Saturn today and then look at it six hours from now, if, you know, if we're able to, you know, if it's still on the side of Earth or whatever, uh, not over the horizon, you know, it wouldn't be in the same exact position. It wouldn't be in the same exact position right. the first time, you know, whoever it was looked, first laid eyes on it back in whatever year, you know, hundreds of hundreds of years ago. Uh so I think it'd be safe to say that if every time someone has ever looked at through a telescope and looked at that particular planet and has seen it as round, I think it's safe to say that it's a, it's a sphere at that point. I mean, you know, we've seen it in multiple positions. It's, we know that it rotates. Because uh, it's round doesn't mean it's a sphere. Yeah, it's just a, point, it's like a disc right? and it just like, flops this over. This is round, right? This is, this is a ball, right? It's a sphere. Mm -hmm. But it's not. <gasps> yeah, but we're not the magician. It's, it, but it's 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 hurtling through space, like you said before. Um, I I said that going off of Shaped the like information this. given to us, right? So I have this. This is one of my problems. One of my problems is not trusting the information, but also having to use that information to like prove a point, right? So I'm kind of like stuck between a rock and a hard place because that's just the nature of these types of, uh, if you even want to call it a debate, right? Is mm -hmm. You know, I don't trust NASA's information or the European Space Agency's information, but there's not really any other information because they have the monopoly on it that I have to use that information that I don't trust in order to make an argument against the information, if that makes any sense. Well, you don't, technically, you don't have to rely on the information. You could buy a telescope yourself and, you know, document it yourself. You, you could say, I'm going to spend however long, I'm going to spend a year looking at this planet or these planets and I'm going to document what I see every single time I look at it. You know, you could do that yourself. Yeah. Cause and that's basically that. what they're doing. Yeah. There's a lot of people who do that, but again, you, you can only gather so much data from doing that, right? Like we don't, I don't have, and I, we, none of us could go buy a telescope with enough power, with enough uh, ability to look through different light spectrums in order to see the things that were given, right? We'll like, start a GoFundMe. You could buy a nice telescope. Don't get me wrong. And like one thing, I talked to Crow Triple Seven, right? So somebody listening to this knows exactly who that is. But he's one of these guys. He has like a super nice telescope setup. Okay, we need to get him on the show. And he watches all these things, right? And he's gotten to the point to where he calls them luminaries rather than planets because 
they emit their own light. They're not reflecting light. And he has a whole bunch of reasons why he thinks that and all these things. And he sees the lunar wave, which is like the, the moon having like a refresh rate and all these things. So yeah, I could go spend 10 grand on a telescope setup. I don't have it. So I'm relying on other people who have done that and weighing that information against what NASA says, against what I can see with my own eyes and all these other things. And that's like why I've come to the conclusions that we are not given the truth about space. Not just because like they're hiding aliens or some shit, but like just the nature of space. Okay. Well, I, I won't go into, you know, you know, why I think that's wrong or not wrong or anything like that. But I mean, why, why would they not want us to know what's actually out there? Let's say for a second that what they tell us is out there isn't what's actually out there. What, what is there to gain from that? And why would they hide it? Scarcity versus abundance, man. You know, if, again, if, if we all think that we're in a vacuum of nothing and there's nothing, but they told us that there isn't, there is stuff out there though. Well, there's stuff out there, but it's so far out of reach that only either the government agencies or like the richest dudes in the world have access to it right like you and me don't have access to it like realistically like we're not going to go mine an asteroid we're not going to go to mars right so that's the whole idea right so let's just use like the electric universe idea for a second if the entire universe the main force in the universe that holds everything together is electricity right Mm -hmm. we should be able to and people have done these experiments like tesla where we can pull free energy out of the ether, okay? They can't have that. It's about scarcity. You can only get energy from us for cost because this is something that we've regulated. Whereas if it's not, then the whole system collapses. There's no more control mechanisms. You know what I mean? So that's Mm -hmm. the reason. That's the why. The why is to keep us uh, subdued and controlled and fearing that we are nothing. And if you want to get religious, it's to take people's idea of God away from them. We are an accident, shit out of the Big Bang, not here for any reason, floating through infinite nothingness, rather Mm -hmm. than put here by some intelligent creator or God of some sort. So there's two reasons. So uh, you believe that there is actually more out there than what they're telling us there is right that there is other resources that are potentially within reach of us or not necessarily you and i but of these government entities and super rich uh yes but but by you and i as well i think i think that that knowledge has been taken from us would it stand to reason that 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 they would use that to benefit themselves in some way shape or form I believe that I mean, they do. The resources that we have on Earth, we know that, you know, the government is involved with, you know, to a degree. Fossil fuels, I mean, lobbyists yeah. have have really got their fingers into a lot of politicians to, to keep, you know, free clean energy out of, you know. Yeah. Our no, hands you're right. and whatnot. Here but here on they Earth. They don't hide those... that though. Right. Those things are mechanisms put in place to be run by people who don't know that there's other mechanisms. Right. So like, you know, point to your politician or president or whoever, whatever world leader or whatever, 
you know, energy uh, organization, right? Like they don't even necessarily know about like the free energy technologies or the infinite amount of electricity we could pull out of the ether or whatever the case is, right? They, they're under the same assumption that you and I are that fossil fuels and these other mechanisms, like that's what we got. The people who are utilizing these other forms of energy and other resources that we're not privy mm-hmm. to are people that are, you know, like black budget people. Okay. Like breakaway civilizations, black budget, super secret military shit. Like, you know, it, it's not like uh Congress is hiding this from us. Uh, mm-hmm. It's being hidden from them too. Okay. Hmm. I love how crazy you are. Thank you. You're welcome. Man, I agree. You <laughs> <laughs> got, got me again. You even brought in, you know, a a God perspective. Like I, I believe in the biblical thing in the uh-uh. Corinthians uh, or uh, Colossians one seven that uh, you can't God holds everything anymore, together. If it's not gravity, it's God. He holds everything together. Atoms shouldn't stick together, and yet they they do. The Bible even says at the end. Science talks about the heat death of the universe. The Bible says at the end that everything will explode in a tremendous sound. And what happens during an atomic explosion? One heck of a big sound. And so that everything will just... So, I don't know. But yeah, I... Uh... Gosh, but I still believe in space. Man, let me tell you. <laughs> I, I'm, I will... My thoughts on it is i'll stick back to my original statement that i don't i mean clearly the pictures aren't real they said it they're like hey this is how we make them you know this is how we because i mean even even if they were the exact representation of this is what the camera is seeing or the 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 uh you know whatever is seeing and then we're making it over here it's not the actual image so there's no reason for me to believe that that's a hundred percent accurate to what the telescope or whatever it is is seeing, right? So, it's not unreasonable for me to say that it's faked or that it's different or that it's not truly true, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I certainly don't think that there's nothing up there or that it's all a lie. Maybe most of it is. I don't know, but. I think that it is there is something to be said about, you know, everything being so dang expensive that the average person can't go spend, you know, you know, we said ten thousand dollars on a nice telescope. Let's talk about like a really expensive telescope, like a several hundred million dollars or several billion dollars. The average person isn't buy isn't making NASA two to go and really figure out the stuff. These people have a monopoly on it and they're going to have a monopoly on it probably for forever because there's no one that could, unless it's Elon Musk, that could just say, you know, I'm going to start my own agency. But, you know, how do we know, you know after a while that he's not, you know, bullcrapping us, right? You know who's got a really big telescope? The Vatican. You know what it's called? <laughs> Lucifer. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. So why do they care about space? Ah, see, they they were the first the ones Vatican. to try to push space, man. Like personal I, space. Turns out Jeff actually doesn't believe in personal space either. When he talks to you in person, he his lips are touching your lips. It's crazy. 
<laughs> I've seen it. I kissed you when we talked. You felt it. He's like, well, that too. But he's just like, I don't believe in space. And he's just, I don't believe in space <laughs> at all. It's very interesting. Interesting guy. Kind of weird. Not going to lie. Great kisser, though. Kind of anyway. weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Way to shake it up. All right. I'm going to, this is, this is going to left field now. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up. Um, very well, gentlemen. Gosh, what a cool debate or a conversation. I don't know. Oh, it, it was. And I cannot wait. Cannot wait to see the comments on this one. Uh, we're going to be torn apart, which is great. Uh, I think people are going to take this conversation a little too seriously. Um, you know, if you're not the familiar with the, if you're not too familiar with the infinite rabbit hole, uh, we do like to have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, mix in some actual knowledge um, and our points of view. Before I sign out, does anybody have any final thoughts that they would like to put out? Uh, let's, let's just go around the table real quick. Kenzar, are you still with there's an ocean above and an ocean below? Yeah, and the whales came from above. Duh. And then they went on the land. And then they went yeah, back to water. Yeah, they, they came from above. They... they just came on down and they started walking around Makes they sense, were yeah. obviously threatened by something so they said fuck this i'm going back in the water and here we are very well very well there uh, we go jacob <laughs> yes <laughs> very well <laughs> jeffrey are you still on space is fake uh yes <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and I know we convinced you, Wes, that space is fake. But we want to hear it come from your mouth. Wes is a flat earther now. <laughs> he texted me on the side a minute ago. He's like, you know what, Jeff? I think I'm No way. <laughs> Ain't happening. Uh, Wes, man, it was fun having you back. Yeah, it was cool. good Good to be back, man. I had a lot of fun. I uh, th- This was reminiscent of a lot of past episodes. Uh, went down a similar pathway that a lot of our old episodes used to go down, especially some of the ones that are no longer live. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, a lot less fighting, we, you know. we <laughs> well, we we pull some we pull some episodes. Uh, we're trying to build a a vault of the oldies goodies, and uh, we're gonna try to recycle them or play them somewhere else as like bonus content somewhere down the road. Okay. For those that haven't been around with us for this entire travel, uh, so where can people follow you, man? Where where can they find uh, Wes MFing King and all of his awesome artwork, man? You do some pretty good stuff. Uh, mainly Instagram. That's where, that's where I tend to post all my stuff. Spell it out for us. Is it just Wes MFing King? W e s m f i n g k-i-n-g there it is follow him on instagram everybody check out some of his cool stuff uh he uh i don't don't know if he posted what he showed me the other day but i went ahead and shared it with the rest of the guys here uh some rabbits with some infinite stuff that was pretty cool um for those of you that have been around with us for long enough you'll know that the season two artwork uh which is still jake's um wallpaper on his computer 
um, was done oh, by. Yeah, it is. I love it. Was was done by Wes with the uh, the astronaut mm-hmm. um, in the blue woods. Hell yeah! Very very cool stuff. Um, <clears throat> Wes, always a pleasure, dude. We'll have to have you Hell back yeah. on again. Uh, this was yeah, absolute blast. Uh, do you have anything else to say to the travelers before we sign up? Hey man, space is cool. <laughs> <laughs> If uh, if you guys do any more space related stuff, please, uh, I would love to be back for that. Absolutely, dude. Uh, for those of you that are new to the Infinite Rabbit Hole, uh, back in our very early days, Wes was our space and technology guy. Um, he kind of brought the aspect to the Infinite Rabbit Hole from uh, the the scientific aspect, really technology and space travel and everything. Uh, we had some pretty good. We had some fun episodes. Uh, what would we say? Uh, uh, finding a new home was probably one of the better sets of episodes that we did together, uh, where we talked about the possibility and how we would find a new planet to live on. Um, that was pretty cool. Fortunately, those episodes I believe are in the vault. Uh, so you're going to have to hang back and wait for that special occasion for them to come back out. Um, take Jeremy's word for it in the meantime. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Only the OGs will know. Of those episodes um grace is gonna comment he'd be like those were garbage <laughs> <laughs> um but thank you to everybody who has taken the chance to listen to this episode uh thank you to everybody who has ever listened to an infinite rabbit hole episode it's been a hundred so far 99 for me uh i'm sure everyone else here probably can't say exactly the the episode count for themselves but i can't yeah, like 15 <laughs> I can't even count that high, so um unfortunately my I don't even know how to count. My one hundredth episode will not be uh will not be a thing until I'm in my new house in Wisconsin. I am officially taking a little bit of leave away from the podcast. It is in Kenzar, Jeffrey, and Jacob's hands. Um I hear they've got some pretty cool stuff lined up for next week, Jake. Mm-hmm. I uh, know you're presenting. Do you want to let everybody know what you're doing, or is it a surprise? Yeah, yeah, we can talk about it. Um, I'm. We're having uh, Denver Michaels back on. He wrote a book called Giants, Men of Renown. Renown. Can't believe I just mispronounced that. Renown something, you know. Um, but he. Uh, so I was going to do an episode on giants, and I realized almost immediately that it would be an incredible disservice to cram it all into one episode that there's just so much information. So basically we're going to have him on and do a a light episode and it's going to be a baseline of, you know, the origin of giants, possible origins. Um, We'll have some biblical stuff in there, some non-biblical, biblical stuff, some science-y sort of stuff. Jeff, I know he's really big into giants and stuff, so he could probably throw some weight around in there. And then Denver, obviously his, his book is incredible. So He'll throw some weight around in there, and we'll just have a, a light discussion, break it down into sections, and get everyone ready for my first big project, which same thing with Jeremy doing his Black Dogs thing. I want to break down giants into regions, and um, uh, we're going to talk about some some other stuff in there, probably some chimeras, because Jeff will be really digging that one. Um, probably talk about Bigfoot in there. Um, it might bring in some mythology, some uh, fairy tale type stuff because 
you know, it's like, who's to say that the Cyclops mythology isn't based off of something, right? So we're going to really expand into this this topic. But this is just like a baseline, not really touching into too, too many things or too, in one certain area, but just kind of like getting the feelers out there of like, you know, what are we talking about when we talk about giants? Like, because most people, I would assume, know about like Jack and the Beanstalk. And maybe that's as far as they think about when it comes to giants, right? Fairy tales. They have no idea about all the other stuff. So we're going to get into it, and it should be a, it should be a lot of fun. Just a cool, casual episode and, you know, chat about it. Maybe it lasts 30, 45 minutes, maybe an hour. I don't know, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that has been the very relaxed, very fun debate, episode 100 of The Infinite Rabbit Hole. Thank you, everybody. This has been such a surreal thing to do with my free time, which is no longer free. Um, thank you, everybody. It's this is such a cool project. I want to I want to say thank you to each and every one of you. Uh, obviously, co-host here of the Infinite Rabbit Hole, also to Andrew and CJ as other co-hosts at one point in the Infinite Rabbit Hole. Um, thank you, everybody who has given me uh any kind of support for the show thank you to all my friends family those that are in the infinite rabbit hole facebook group uh past and present thank you thank you all uh we are gonna keep going strong we'll see you again for jake's episode episode 101 uh giants 101 (laughs) you like that that's pretty good yeah 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 Um, go go buy yourself a nipple tea Um, yeah, definitely check out the Infinite Rabbit Hole uh, merch shop. Just go to infiniterabbithole.com, click on the merch tab, check out some of the t shirts that we have, some of the mouse pads, some of the uh, gaming pads. I mean, sh- sh- get, get you some kicks, Shoes. man. Get you some kicks. Get me some kicks. That's awesome. But um, I want a pair too. I know. I thought you said chicks for a second. I was like, yeah, get you some chicks, dude. Good idea, get you some dude. Chicks. Get you some Infinite Rabbit Hole chicks. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. It's awesome. I'm going to get off my soapbox now and say goodnight to everybody. Um, Thank you, travelers. One more time. This has been another episode of the Infinite Rabbit Hole podcast. We will see you next time. I won't. They will. Right here. The next path of the Infinite Rabbit Hole. Bye. 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 Bless you have to say.